Welcome everyone to the fifth episode of Metaphysical Musings. My name is Tina Dubois and I am your host for the show, the founder of Metaphysical School, a crystal and sound healing facilitator, as well as a teacher and student of various metaphysical topics. In today's show, I am super excited and a little nervous at the same time <laughs> to share some of my metaphysical musings about consciousness. If you're familiar with the show, I usually host it with a special guest, but today I'm trying something different and sharing with you some of my own personal musings on a subject that is near and dear to my heart. I'm going to share my own consciousness theory and how it relates to the holofractographic universe theory. I'm going to share six keys of consciousness that help explain how we are able to access memories from past lives, why we recognize some people as soulmates or soul family, and how many of us awakening starseeds feel drawn to a number of galactic lineages as our origins. Before I get into that though, I thought I'd share a bit more of an introduction about me. As mentioned, I'm the founder of Metaphysical School, which is a video education and community website with a faculty of passionately enlightening teachers from around the world who are dedicated to helping healers, seekers, mystics, and seers progress on their soul paths and build trust in their intuition so that they can feel guided and supported on their enlightenment journeys. I'm primarily a seeker myself, but have strong aspects of the healer, mystic, and seer archetypes as well. I'm also an intuitive empath and highly sensitive person, also known as HSP. In 2010, I went through what I call an intuitive awakening, where my intuitive and empath abilities woke up after a 15-year nap. Having zero coping skills to function in an energetically overwhelming new reality, I put my science degree learned research skills to use and sought out the tips and techniques I needed to not only function but flourish as an intuitive empath. I founded Metaphysical School so that I could share the lessons I learned with those with similar stories and to create a video education and community platform for metaphysical teachers and students to connect so we can all heal, learn, and grow together. And now that you know a bit more about me, <laughs> let's talk about consciousness. I'm not going to claim to know everything about consciousness, but I do want to share some of my metaphysical musings about this fascinating subject. As I always say before any of my master classes or video courses, I invite you to listen with an open mind and heart. I invite you to integrate any of the information that resonates with you and to let go of whatever doesn't resonate with you with respect. So a little bit of backstory. Um, how did this information about consciousness come to me in the first place? I feel like I can admit to claiming uh, being an avid student of Nassim Harriman's teachings on the unified field theory and his holographic, holofractographic universe. I'm not going to go in depth into his wisdom, but if you're interested in learning more about how everything is connected, 
I wholeheartedly recommend checking out his Resonance Science Foundation's website at www.resonancescience.org and I'm going to put that link in the show description. So one day, after seeing a Resonance Science Facebook post pop up on my feed, <laughs> I started contemplating the relationship between the holofractographic universe, matter, and consciousness. I wondered, probably like many who contemplate met metaphysical existentialism, which came first, consciousness or matter? To which I don't have an answer and still ponder, like probably many of you. <laughs> But then I wondered, what if consciousness were like matter? At the time, this was just a passing wonder, and I didn't think too deeply about it at the time. And then I woke up in the middle of the night, which is not a rare occurrence for me, with what I call a 3 a.m. download, uh, which is a somewhat more rare occurrence for me. <laughs> and what a 3 a.m. download is, is when you wake up in the middle of the night, and it seems like answers to all the questions you asked during the day are suddenly available to you. I like to think of it like this is the time when my mind is the most quiet and my intuition can be heard and felt the loudest. Anyway, a number of answers to the question, what if consciousness were like matter, occurred to me and this is what I'd like to share with you today. So I have some slides to make it easier and so that I can stay on topic. <laughs> and here are my slides. They are the six keys of consciousness, understanding past lives, soulmates, and starseed origins. So let me just fix some things and get right into it. So the first thing I want to talk about is what is consciousness. This way we can be all on the same page when I talk about different things. So I thought I would look up, because uh, this is what I do, I'm a researcher, so I went, I went on Google and I put what is consciousness. And I like Wikipedia, so Wikipedia has a really long article on what is consciousness, and these are some of the things that I pulled out of Wikipedia's page on consciousness. Wikipedia says that consciousness is a sentience or awareness of internal or external existence. It is synonymous with the mind. It is one's inner life, a world of introspection, of private thought, imagination, and volition. It includes some kind of experience, cognition, and feeling of perception. And the last thing I wanted to pull out from the Wikipedia page was that uh, Wikipedia says that consciousness is awareness, awareness of awareness, or self-awareness. And this is probably the definition that most resonates with me. But like I said, consciousness is a really big subject. I don't claim to know all of it. Um, and this is what Wikipedia had to say. But for the purposes of this discussion and my metaphysical musings, what do I think consciousness is? Well, I'm going to share a very, very simple <laughs> explanation of what I think consciousness is, which is an awareness of self. I don't think, for the purposes of this discussion, that we have to get into 
the concepts of any preconceived notions about sentience or introspection, cognition or perception. For the purposes of this, these musings, all we have to know about consciousness is that it is an awareness of self. Okay, so back to the question that brought these answers <laughs> to me. What if consciousness were like matter? I want to talk a little bit more about that. When I talk about matter, I am meaning that matter is understood through the lens of the holofractographic universe and the unified theory of Nassim Harriman, which again, you can find more about at www.resonancescience.org. For the purposes of this discussion, you do not need to know what <laughs> holofractographic universe means, although it's going to become somewhat self-explanatory as I go through the six keys of consciousness. You don't have to know about unified theory, field theory. You don't have to know um, anything about physics <laughs> to, to understand what I'm talking about when I talk about the relationship between consciousness and matter and the six keys of consciousness. So don't worry about not knowing all, all of the, um, the really big <laughs> physics terms. It's okay. Um, but I do want you to basically know that when I talk about matter, I am talking about the lens of the holofractographic universe, which I'm going to talk about. So now we're going to get into the six keys of consciousness. And after I talk about the six keys of consciousness, I'm then going to talk about what they explain in the metaphysical world. So the first key, consciousness is quantal. And what I mean by quantal is that it is composed of discrete units. So what does this mean? Just like matter is made up of atoms, and if you're talking about um, Nassim's holofractographic universe theory, um, we would be talking about Planck spherical units, or PSUs, to get even smaller uh, in terms of discrete units than an atom, but you can think of it like atoms. Just like matter is made up of atoms, consciousness is made up of consciousness quantal units. So if you hear me talk about CQUs, that's what I mean by CQUs, consciousness quantal units. I might just shorten it to quantas. <laughs> so we're all on the same page going forward. Um, and just like atoms making up matter can come from different sources, CQUs or consciousness quantas can come from different sources as well. So I'm going to share an analogy about this. So your physical body is made up of atoms. And these atoms, as you know, they integrate into your body, they come in and out as, um, as your body tissues regenerate. Um, these atoms have to have come from somewhere. Atoms don't just, you know, are, aren't created just out of the blue anymore. <laughs> but these atoms came from somewhere, right? So imagine that one of your atoms was actually in the body of Julius Caesar at some point. Somehow during, you know, the course of the earth, an atom from Julius Caesar happens to be in a piece of fruit 
that you eat, and then that atom gets integrated into your body as a tissue. And there you go, you have a piece of Julius Caesar making up your physical body. Well, I think that this key of consciousness, that consciousness is quantal, is the very same thing. So I imagine that consciousness is made up of quantas. Let's think of them like atoms. And your consciousness, which is made up of these smaller parts, um, those parts, those discrete units, those quantas came from somewhere. So to go back to the Julius Caesar analogy, imagine that your consciousness, when it was created, also contained a piece of Julius Caesar's consciousness. And that was one of his quantas. So now you have a quanta from Julius Caesar that is making up your total consciousness. Hopefully that makes sense. <laughs> uh, when we talk about past lives, this is going to become important. So moving on to the next key of consciousness, the second key would be consciousness is holographic. And by holographic, I mean every part of a hologram contains the image of the whole object. So the consciousness quantal units, or CQUs, that currently make up your self, remember, is my definition of consciousness for the purposes of this talk, is that consciousness is an awareness of self. So the quanta that currently make up yourself came from other selves before you, much like the analogy of Julius Caesar's atom or Ju Julius Caesar's um, quanta, making up your consciousness. Each of these quanta contains all the information from the consciousness that it originally came from. And so you can see how there's a bit of a web maybe forming if your quanta is made up of a quanta from Julius Caesar and that quanta maybe came from another being, you know, before Julius Caesar or after Julius Caesar, we'll get to that. Um, you can see how this might pertain to information about past lives. If each quanta of consciousness contains all the information from the consciousness that it originally came from. Okay, next key. The third key of consciousness is that it is fractal. We talked a little bit about that already. So by fractal, I mean that it is exhibiting self-similar patterns at increasingly smaller scales. So what do I mean by that? Within our self as a consciousness level, so by our self, I mean this physical body has a consciousness. This is what we think of as, um, you know, our soul maybe. Uh, but I don't want to talk really about my <laughs> theories on, on uh, consciousness versus soul, but you can kind of think of it that way. So our self as a consciousness level, but there are also increasingly similar scales of our own self. So let me give an example of that. So a downstream example of our self would be a cell in our own body would be a smaller fractal scale of our greater self, right? It's still a part of us, and uh, it's also 
conscious. So yes, I, for the purposes of this talk, I am going to talk about how matter is conscious, even at a non-human level scale. So yes, I do believe that your organs are conscious, your cells are conscious, um, the planet is conscious, the solar system is conscious, the universe is conscious, which is a really big tenant of the holofractographic universe theory by Nassim Harriman is that the universe itself is conscious. So this is an aspect of that. So what I mean by consciousness is fractal and a downstream of example of our self at a smaller scale would be a cell. One of our body's cells also has consciousness and is a smaller scale of the fractal of our self. If you want to think of an upstream example of our self, every human on the planet would be a fractal scale smaller from the self of the consciousness of the planet, which means so we as a human being is like a cell to the planet, right? And therefore, upstream of us would be the planet. And if you are talking about the planet itself, you would say that humans are downstream part of self of the planet. Hopefully that makes sense. Moving on to our next key of consciousness, that consciousness is connected, meaning that we are joined or linked together. So explaining that a little bit further, just like matter is connected through its um, Planck spherical units or PSUs, according to Nassim Harriman's unified field theory, so too are CQUs or consciousness quantal units quantally connected. I'm going to give an analogy about this shortly, <laughs> but I also want to share that because every part contains the image of the whole, consciousness is also holographically connected. And lastly, through our upstream and downstream consciousness fractal levels, consciousness is also fractally connected. So this means that through our consciousness, through our self, through the quantas that make up our consciousness, we are connected to everything downstream of us, our cells, our organs. We are connected to everything upstream of us, the planet, the solar system, the galaxy, the universe. And because quantas are holographically connected, meaning you, meaning you, your quanta are connected to all of the other quantas that make up the universe upstream and downstream of yourself, everything really is connected, not only through matter, like Nassim Harriman says, but also through consciousness. Okay. This might seem a little bit big <laughs> and a little bit difficult to explain, but hopefully we're all on the same page with consciousness is connected. For those of us who are intuitive and um, energetically sensitive, being connected to your own cells, being connected to other people, being connected to the planet, being connected to universe probably doesn't seem like a big stretch. For those of us who are 
not so intuitively connected. This might seem like uh, a little bit out there, <laughs> but bear with me. We have two more keys to talk about. So the fifth key of consciousness is that consciousness is gravitational or consciousness has gravity. Um, and by gravity, I mean an invisible force that pulls objects toward each other. And if you're wondering where that definition came from, it came from NASA Space Place. <laughs> and what I want to share about the gravity or gravitational pull of consciousness is that um, this really reminds me of a quote by Buckminster Fuller, uh, which says, love is metaphysical gravity. If you don't know anything about Buckminster Fuller, um, he was a brilliant uh, futurist uh, who talked a lot about and studied a lot about sacred geometry, cosmology, and uh, is a really brilliant uh, person to learn about. So anyway, his quote on love is metaphysical gravity really <laughs> kind of cemented to me the key that consciousness is gravitational. And what I mean by that is recognition and familiarity increases the feeling of gravity or the pull between consciousnesses. And this metaphysical gravity can be felt at all fractal and quantal levels. So we're gonna talk a little bit about it in a bit, but uh, to prime the thoughts on that, this consciousness is gravitational key has a lot to do with the feelings of soulmates and soul family. And the last key that I want to talk about is that consciousness is atemporal. And by atemporal, I mean free from limitations of time. So although our self-consciousness, so what we consider what we consider ourselves, our body, the consciousness that you know is part of our body, ourself, even though that consciousness is tethered to our physical bodies and therefore subject to linear time, consciousness in the form of CQUs or consciousness quantal units is not subject to linear time and therefore atemporal. So if you think about that, new consciousnesses, so um, new life is created, it has a new consciousness, then new consciousnesses can be created by quantas from any time because of this. So what does that mean? So in my definition of consciousness, a new life is created and that, the, that consciousness needs to be created by something just like matter, right? So just like atoms create the consciousness, the CQUs or consciousness quantum units create the consciousness and they need to come from somewhere. Just like the atoms need to come from somewhere, the CQUs need to come from somewhere. And those CQUs can come from anywhere, anytime. And no, I have no idea <laughs> what would uh, what would uh, precipitate, I guess, the CQUs coming from a certain time or place. 
you know, that is not what we're talking about today. <laughs> but we could do some metaphysical musing about that in a future show. But this, the consciousness needs to come from somewhere. So those quantas need to come from some time, somewhere. They might come from, you know, other humans that have passed. They might come from other beings. And that's why we're going to talk about starseed origins in a bit, just as a primer. So those are my six keys of consciousness. But what does all this mean? Now that I've shared the six keys of consciousness, understanding past lives, soulmates, and starseed origins. So how does this, how do the six keys of consciousness understand, help us in understanding past lives? Well, if past lives are CQUs or quantal units that we can connect with because they are self and familiar. If our self-consciousness is made up of quantas, then those quantas have to have come from somewhere, somewhere, like I talked about when I talked about the sixth key that consciousness is atemporal. They can come from any time because the keys are atemporal. We can access the memories of these CQUs through our intuition because they're holographic. So going back to the Julius Caesar analogy, if one of your quantas came from Julius Caesar and you have access to Julius Caesar's memories because that quanta is holographic and it contains an image of the whole in its part, then you might have memories of Julius Caesar's life. And therefore, you would think that Julius Caesar was a past life of yours. But also, Julius Caesar's consciousness was made up of many, many quantas. So what if a friend of yours <laughs> also has a quanta that was part of Julius Caesar's consciousness? Then your friend would also think that they had a past life that they were Julius Caesar, which is why I think many people um, can resonate with, I had a past life as so-and-so famous person. And that totally makes sense with these keys of consciousness because that famous person had many quantas making up their consciousness. And when they departed from the planet, you know, their consciousness quantas went back to source. And to make, you know, to be available for new consciousness to be born. It makes sense to me <laughs> that therefore many people could feel like they had a past life of the same person. And therefore you might recognize that person as a soulmate or part of your soul family because we are drawn to people who have quantas from the same sources or that our quantas are familiar with. So what do I mean by that? If consciousness gravity exists between fractal and quantal levels, we're drawn to other pieces of ourselves. And by pieces, I mean quantas, right? So um, on some level, our quantas affect our recognition of other people's quantas. I think this is why the concept of soulmates and soul family is so prevalent in the metaphysical world. Um, our quantas basically 
um, our, our consciousness also informs our intuition. And intuitively, we're going to be drawn to other people who have either quantas from the same consciousness from the past, or that maybe our quanta recognizes another person that they had a relationship with in their life. So that's what I mean by soulmate and soul family. We intuitively recognize the gravity, the pull between con consciousness quantas if another person that we meet um, has another piece of ourselves or that a quanta recognizes another quanta in a person that they had a relationship with. Um, hopefully that makes sense. Again, these are metaphysical musings. <laughs> I don't claim to know everything, but these are just things that, um, that I think about and that I muse on. And lastly, I want to talk about understanding starseed origins. So how does the six keys of consciousness relate to starseed origins? If your CQUs, or if CQUs in general, are not limited to this planet, like I mentioned somewhat briefly, that CQUs, you know, if they come from source, then they're not limited to this planet. And they can come from other galactic sources as well. So if our CQUs come from multiple galactic sources, we'll likely feel drawn to many galactic lineages. So um, I'm part of a starseed group and we talk a lot about starseeds. If you're not familiar with them, I highly recommend uh, looking it up, <laughs> looking up the subject. But there are many starseeds currently on the planet who feel drawn to more than one galactic lineage. And that's okay. Because what if your CQUs, your quantal units currently making up your consciousness, have come from multiple lineages? Then it would make perfect sense that we would feel drawn to a number of galactic lineages. We can access the memories of these galactic CQUs, but they'll likely feel less familiar to us because of our human perceptions. So what if your CQUs come from a planet that doesn't have um, uh, a bipedal uh, population. What if your CQU comes from a waterborne being from another planet? Then we might not understand all of the memories from that particular starseed origin or that particular CQU, if that makes sense. And here's some musings on starseed origins in general uh, in relation to the keys of consciousness. I think that the more people who access their galactic CQUs or their galactic quantas, the easier it will be for even more people to access their galactic CQUs, which is why I think we are currently experiencing a huge starseed awakening on the planet. I think it's kind of like um, when one person goes down a path and or they're the first person is creating the path and then the people behind them they have a path to follow and the more people 
that travel down that path, the easier the path is going to be able to see, the easier it's going to be to access. And I think that is what the current starseed awakening, um, I think that is why it's happening at the planet on the planet at this time, which is more starseeds are activating and accessing, sorry, their galactic quantum. So now that I've talked about the keys of consciousness and how those relate to past lives, soulmates and soul family, and starseed origins, I kind of want to leave you with some consciousness questions to explore or muse on yourself. So question number one, can the whole concept of reincarnation be explained by consciousness quantum units um, and how quantum consciousness comes from other sources? What do you think? How many CQUs or quantum units make up a self and what are the limits of accessing them? That's another question I like to ponder. And thirdly, somewhat completely differently, but not. Can the idea, the concept of walk-ins be explained by certain of our CQUs or our quantal units becoming more self-aware? So maybe our walk-ins are quantal units that we've accessed that are just more self-aware than others. It's an idea um, to think about um, if you're familiar with the concept of walk-ins. Those are some of my metaphysical musings about consciousness and how it's similar to matter, how consciousness um, relates to the holographic universe theory and the inside field theory of Nassim Harriman. So before we wrap up the show, I'd like to share that this episode of Metaphysical Musings is brought to you by Metaphysical School my video education and community website where you can discover and progress on your soul path as a healer, seeker, mystic, or seer. You can build trust and confidence in your intuition with our weekly intuitive activities, and you can ignite your enlightenment journey with our over 50 video courses and masterclasses created by me and our fabulous faculty of metaphysical teachers from around the world. You can connect with a growing community of awakened teachers and students in our own private social network so we can all heal, learn, and grow together. So if you're looking for a place where you can use about consciousness and starseeds and walk-ins and intuition and crystal healing, energy healing, divination, Metaphysical School is the place where you can do that. I invite you to visit our website to learn more about the many benefits of enrolling in one of our memberships where you too can feel guided and supported on your enlightenment journey with us at metaphysical.school. If you'd like to learn more about discovering uh, your soul path as a healer, seeker, mystic, or seer, I invite you to check out our What Metaphysical Archetype Are You quiz, which you can find on our website homepage by clicking on the take the quiz button. Um, it is near the top of the page, so it's pretty easy to find. And I will include the direct link, um, webpage link in the show's description to make it easy to find. But if you are watching 
um, then you can see it at uh, metaphysical.school slash archetype dash quiz. And if you would like to connect with me on social media, you can do so. Metaphysical Schools Facebook and Instagram handles are both at Metaphysical School, so pretty easy. And with that, I would like to conclude this episode of Metaphysical Musings by giving gratitude. Thank you so much for joining me in watching or listening to the show. I hope you enjoyed this episode and my metaphysical musings about consciousness. I hope they were clear. If they weren't, I invite you to connect with me at Metaphysical School. And I look forward to sharing more of my metaphysical musings with you in upcoming episodes. Bye for now.